Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I give a shit, and boy, oh boy, do we need people who do give a shit lately, huh? Is, doesn't it suck out there? Crazy. You know, you know, it's really interesting. I just, I just want you guys to know this, that uh, I was really depressed yesterday, and I kept thinking, well, why am I depressed? What's wrong? And I have to tell you, I think that uh, I listen to too much news, but there's something about the migrant children getting, like, taken away, which is just so horrific. And I think that um, it, like, if you're depressed, it's depressing, okay? It's just genuinely depressing. And it actually has crossed a boundary. Like, I think about how long I've, you know, I've, America has never felt like this before. I mean, we've th- thought about other countries that we can't imagine living in. This country is turning into a country that I could never, could not imagine living in. One of those countries. And also, by the way, I think like as a Jew, I, you know, um, because we, we get schooled in, I got schooled in like concentration camps and the whole Jew thing when I was, uh, in camp, in, you know, a nice girls camp when I was like 12 and they, you know, whatever. I think that it kind of, uh, I hate this word, triggered, triggered all that, you know, triggered. Like, I think there's just, what I'm saying is there's some, something that is so wrong about basic humanity and human needs that's going on that I think it's all affecting us. So uh, if you're in a bad mood or something just doesn't feel right, it, it, it's this is a good reason. We are, we are, it is in our psyche. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty cynical a lot of times, but uh, let's honor this, folks. So anyway, thanks a lot for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. This is the best radio station in the Western Hemisphere. Because uh, I checked, I checked. And um, so, uh, anyway, um, I just want to remind you to download our app, okay? So you can carry around Radio Free Brooklyn on your on your phone. On your phone. It's like having us in your pocket at all times. Go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash phone or slash Android, depending on what kind of uh, phone, phone you prefer. So, okay, here's what's going on today. I have Lisa Lent, who is the front woman of Castle Black, which is an amazing uh, band. I'm going to describe it in a second. But anyway, just so you know, I got to get this out. This is really important information. You're welcome. Uh, Castle Black is having an EP release party a week from today. That's a week from today, Thursday, June 28th at The Well. 272 Meserol Street in Brooklyn. That's uh, the, uh, uh, what is Montrose? Stop on the L if you, if the L's working. It hasn't been doing so well lately, but I think that they know about this Castle Black EP release party, so it probably will be, uh, probably will be doing okay that day. So, but um, anyway, I want to tell you a little bit about the band and a little bit about. Lee. Now, I met Lee just this past February 5th, which is less than, how many months is that now, Lee? February. I, I was going to do the math before we got on. So that's February, March, April, May, June, six months. Okay. And 
Um, this is what impressed me about Lee when I met her. Besides, like, the music is great. She's the front woman of this band. She writes the music, uh, you know, sings the music, performs the music, organizes the band, organizes the tours, everything. She does everything. And what impressed me about Lee, of course the music has to be good or we wouldn't even be sitting here. She would not be in the room because she was recommended to come in for uh, by the um, station director, the music station, uh, the music director of the station. And uh, so, um, but she really has her shit together and she's like a really kind of sharp businesswoman. And a creative person in one. And I think that she really, I really, she really challenged uh, the stereotype that I have of these band people because she's fucking sharp, man. She could like be successful running any business. So I found that besides the fact that her music is really like gut help, gut felt. It's gut felt. Is that a fair fair description, Lee? Thank you. That, okay, I that's good. Like that. Okay, we're working with that then. Uh, so I just want to. So she's got this new EP out, and I want her to tell you about it and stuff like that. But uh, just so you know, in in plain English, her music is powerful, thunderous, full of hard hitting jams, but still like really like and. It has a social aspect, emotional aspect, but you know what? It's still fucking entertaining. It's crazy. So we are. Uh, so I want Lee. Hi, Lee Solent. So will you explain uh, explain your music, the band a little bit, and what's uh, what's this EP? What your EP is, your new EP. So the new EP is the Gods That Adored You, um, and that's intentionally lowercase. Just. Uh, FYI, because some sites can't do that, and it's—I it's, don't know that it's coming across. Oh, it was a conscious choice, um, you know, and using the word "that" over "who." Like, I mean, there's just there's just a lot in that in that title. Um, we divided the EP into two parts. So it's part A, part A is fucked, and part B is adored. Uh, two songs on the first part, and three songs on the last part, and they just kind of all come together to make up the gods that adored you. And um, you know, those first two songs are kind of deal with kind of the more like one perspective and, and a rougher side of things and the last three are more with a kind of like an outreach um more mm-hmm. showing that adoration aspect and and the, they're, they're really loose themes but um that was kind of like in my mind how they kind of made sense and those last three songs are pretty epic and they're long and they're they're a little weird and stuff so so it sounds like there's some um like tension between the first a part and the b part could you explain that what that is well, I think it's like, you know, on a purely sound level, even the sounds are even different. You know, the first two were way more just straightforward rock, really, really raw. Um, they were even mixed by a, someone different. And then the, the last three are just kind of, I don't want to use the word softer, but they're, they're just, they're more spacious and well, they're... I mean, okay, so no, I mean in terms of like the title of the album and like how the title of the album... Uh, the gods that adored you, right. like how that how that title relates to the two different tones yes. on the album. So actually, I mean the the title came from a line in a cigarette saved, which is "fucked over the gods that adored you." So that's a kind line of, you wrote. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. kind of where the part idea came from. Well, the fucked part and the adored part, the, the gods 
Did they fuck you over? Did they adore you? And what's the difference between those ideas? Um, you know, is there a difference? And then mm-hmm. what is that perspective? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of where, that's kind of where they came from. And I know it's mm-hmm. like kind of a, a lot of description around that. But So, no, no, no. So there's some like, so it's kind of like there's forces or you feel like, like karma or whatever it is, whatever you guys call this stuff there's like stuff that kind of like fucks with you and then there's stuff that kind of pushes you ahead is it sort of like that you mean you can think of it like that and you can also think it of like or is that total bullshit you know because that's how i've presented a lot of even previous albums it's like yeah you you could look at it like that but then maybe i'm really saying that that doesn't even make sense you know maybe Mm -hmm. it is maybe everyone creates their own destiny like i don't know i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of kind of just kind of thought. out there but it's stuff that you've thought about yeah okay um we're gonna play uh i w- we're gonna get to the first we're playing three songs because i mostly want to find out what what's going on with lee and like what what's go- what it's like you know developing with her band and all this in her her whole life really so we're only going to play three songs because also you're coming to the party next thursday and you're also going to download <laughs> the album from uh her website castle black is that is that it it, it will castle the castle black music, music. website castle will link black to music all all the major next, sites next friday when it's available uh but before we do that i wanted you to go through i wanted can you just like list what you've done since uh the last six months february because it involved more than one tour and recording it like just list tell us a list of all the things that you have done as far as your music goes yeah because you and i just talked that i I guess i was here early february and that was before the first tour this year so february was a tour south um a little over a week and then april was a tour kind of more north um like another so two, similar length two tours yeah and then we released the video for broken bright star in video april release yeah oh you're better at this <laughs> what else you got it down um and then getting ready for the ep release so finalizing yeah going through the whole oh, and we, then we doing a whole the, new ep actually we recorded the ep in yeah, february reco- yeah recording a new e- okay. yeah so see do you see what i'm saying folks so she's done two tours recorded a new ep released a uh, video and now she's getting ready for her summer tour the summer tour was being planned in during that time in too, the midwest is, yeah so what the fuck are you doing huh and she doesn't have the staff that beyonce has either you know that <laughs> okay so we're gonna play this first song um that's called sierra and uh, i was talking a little bit with lee about it beforehand and um lee lee can you can you can tell us in a in a second but you were basically thinking about women you'd read an article in about women in sierra leone and how fucked over they were by their society and their and sac their sexual culture and all that stuff and uh it affected you so do you want to just tell us a little about the song yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what sparked the ideas for the song. I mean, and, and in, in just an indirect way, I wanted to name it Sierra, not because it's about that, but that that is what made me start to think about just other people and, you know, what other women are going through and and really making that separation. Like, it doesn't it doesn't matter what I've gone through or what someone else has gone through. I mean, or it doesn't matter what I've gone through. I want to draw that line and that wall. Like, this is about reaching out and understanding someone else's pain and seeing how much worse their situation actually is Mm -hmm. and as women kind of connecting with that but it's not you know people like to make things about themselves and it's like it's almost like my if i was sexually abused or not it's not relevant 
You know right. what I mean? You're, it's like it's about someone else and their plight and making making that statement that I see you, like I hear you. We're we're living in like parallel worlds. Well, you were saying that um, through the last couple of tours, you really started feeling a deeper connection that that's been developing your emotional connection with your audience and, and stuff like that. And you feel like it sounded like you were thinking that like you are really getting a chance to communicate to other people and you have messages that concern like all of humanity really <laughs> basically that you feel like you have maybe a bit of a platform to express or there's that feeling where you can put out a message that other people are going to receive i think so i mean i think like, we've just gotten so much great feedback recently like especially because we're playing so much out of town and you know people just connecting with the emotion that that's the feedback we're getting like we hear this emotion on stage and we we had to come in and hear it mm-hmm. so it's like it's not about it being perfect it's about it's about it being real and about mm-hmm. it expressing a real emotion that people mm-hmm. can connect with and, and think, you can yeah. probably sense that from just being on stage and like feeling the audience like right. any performer like right. I, like even people like that do like crazy wacky shit like me there's always a connection <laughs> that's the whole thing about performing it's always the connection with the audience right so here we go sierra yeah supposed to work okay can i say a word about it while you yeah do that why, because why i fool around here all sure. of uh, right this whole next week it's been going on for a week already but if you buy the um single sierra it's already released you buy that single on Bandcamp until June 29th, all proceeds go to No Means No.
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's awesome. That's a really power. I think that is a really powerful song. I really do. Thank you. And and so so do those people there in their in their basements or in front of their computers. They're thinking the same thing. <laughs> I know it because I can feel their energy through the microphone. Um. Anyway, so this is like a really exciting time in your life. I'm guessing. Is it? Does it feel exciting? It would to me if I was going to have a uh, album, an EP released next week. Is it, it feels, exciting? It, it is. I mean, it feels busy, but like honestly, I usually get really depressed after the release because there's all this, there's all this stuff that goes into it and all this work, and then you know you're like, are you are you disappointed in the turnout of the show? Or are you disappointed? No one cares about it anymore. Did anyone listen to it? Did your friends even listen to it? You know, let alone anyone new. So it, it does become a really depressing time after you put your entire like self into it. But you're too busy before to think about it. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's common. I, I definitely have that when I have a solo show or something like the rare time. But yeah, I have had them and I know that feeling. So um, what about um, how did, how are you feeling? Like what did, but wait, let me just finish. But you're sure. going on a tour after this so how are you going to get depressed you're already going to be on a tour that's true that's probably why i set it up that way so yeah based on yeah. past experience now there's gonna be a tour after every release so well, yeah plus we want to promote the album on that tour anyway so, so your tour is pretty much an emotional defense against feeling bad exactly. about about you know having the album finished and out that's yes. good it's a lot of work but that's how i deal with breakups too i just get really busy yeah well Hey, it's at least it's productive. So anyway, I, I'm excited for you, and I, I think I'm sure. I mean, I I'm sure it's going to be great. I have no doubt about that. And I um, was just wondering. So, like, what do you imagine? Like, when you were starting the album, the album's finished now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just waiting. So how? Like, what do you? What was the journey? Like, what do you think happened? Like, what you imagine putting out, and like where it is now? Where did you? De- how did you develop? Can you? Can you talk about that a little bit? Of the album? Yeah, like that's a journey, isn't it? It's a journey putting out an album, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess it's just like the way I, way I, I do it is kind of like, I don't know. You just have these songs that are like strong in your head and they come together and form an album. Actually, our my drummer has wrote a, wrote a song in this album, the second song, um, River. And, you know, so that when we were talking about it and I kind of heard how it sounded I was like oh that fits in perfectly with themes and everything and so it's like that it's like I don't know they just they strongly everything strongly comes together and then those are the songs that that get worked on and then yeah but but like I always say your work is your children like do you have like when you first birth your kids you know like when you're writing the songs and working on music like do you have a vision of how it's going to go and like, does that vision get, did the vision get changed or did, what did you learn? What did you learn from doing the, about doing this? I don't know, because like, I really, it's like you hear the song and that's kind of how it is. And some things are a little different when you start going through the process. Um, and we worked with some really great people on getting the sounds that we wanted. Um, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, tell me about the cool dude that helped mix your, your, uh, she got the word of mouth. She got a guy that worked with Bowie to like do the mix or something. Tell us Yeah, about so Mark mixed, um, Mark mixed all of part. Mark who? Uh, Mark, Mark Plotty is his, uh-huh. his name. Um, and he, he did a lot of work with, yeah, with Bowie and a lot of other people. But, um, he's really connected to the, the indie world and, you know, wants to work with indie bands. Um, and he, he mixed part B of the album. Um, and it's just his work is, is amazing. I mean, he's been doing it forever and he's, he's just 
I mean, excellent at what he does. And he was perfect for those songs and for, you know, kind of how I described the feel of Part B before. You can hear it on those songs, just mm-hmm. what he brought to it. So did you, were you there? You're there when he mixes them, right? Yeah, and which I've is really cool. Because in all my other experiences, that just doesn't happen. And what do you he, mean? Like, you just don't. You give them comments over, you, you know, after you, after oh, you record. Oh, you're you not generally, in the studio? No, some people do it that way, but I've, I've never had someone who's wanted to do it that way. So, and I've always wanted to be there, you know, because I think it's easier oh, to get wow. your feedback across. Yeah. And with Mark, it's interesting because it's not like he needs a lot of feedback. It's, so, but yet he's the one who, you know, wants you there. So it's kind of cool because he's, he, he's just amazing. Like he's humble and he's so talented and you're just in all being in his presence. And, and what yeah. did you, what did you learn? What did you learn from watching him? Like, what was, what was it? What was that like? Was it like, did you feel that you were able to communicate with him because you were there? Oh yeah. Yeah. And he was more sure. confident. That probably helps, right? Yeah. I mean, I learned a lot of like, like really interesting technical stuff and he'd A and B things for me. And so I'd hear the difference and it was just really, really cool. I mean, he just, he's really, I can't say enough mm-hmm. about it. And him. it must make you feel like good about your work that, um, somebody who with that kind of experience. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah. Even giving yeah. us the time of day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, how much of the time of making an album? How much of that involves being being working with your band? Um, I mean, a, a good deal, especially like the months leading up to it. It's you know all we did. I mean, uh, maybe on this album, it's the least number of songs that we had played live before we recorded. So we we would just do those songs. So how does weeks the before. so you but you kind of work on it on your own in the beginning right you have a vision of it yeah usually i'll bring a song to the band when it's on i can play it and sing it on guitar and i have the structure and then we yeah then right. um so, see what ideas come so you up. have a vision of it and then um the band kind of you you guys make it happen to flesh it out yeah make it real together yeah for sure so how how much like does the relationship with the band count like a lot Oh yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> like a, a lot. lot. Yeah. So how has that? You've been working with most of the same musicians um, over the last year or two. Or uh, how, we've how, actually had a lot of changes. So I mean, yeah. So Matt didn't record on the last album. He was gone for a couple months. Um, so this was this was the first time I'd worked with Matt in the recording studio again. You know, for a couple of years. So it was really interesting to see like how much he had changed and. You know, even for him seeing how much I have changed because we didn't record Trapped Under All You Know together. That was a different drummer. So, um, so that was really cool. Um, and yeah, it's just like every time you go, we, I mean, we actually, we worked with a different recording, uh, place as well. So behind the curtains and, mm-hmm. you know, Mike there w- was great. So it's like you're always, I just felt like everything's been a step, you know, it's been a step up. So we just, mm-hmm. you're always learning so much from that process. Right. So does that feel like you, you're developing like, I mean, when you're fronting a band, you're managing a band. Yeah. Right. You're managing. Like, I mean, these people are people. working for you. Let's be clear. Right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you you know, like, and that that's why you're in that role. That's why you're in the role of leading the bands, because you know what kind of needs to, to happen. And you have the you vision. Yeah. And you have a vision you need to get done and you need to work with those personalities and stuff. So yeah. what what's developed as for you as far as leading a band like that role? And your relationships with your musicians, like what's I hope developed I've gotten there? Better at it, um, but you know, like I, I think so. Lisa left the band in um, in February. So that was your bass player? Yeah, Lisa, her name was. And I think for me and Matt, it really, you know, it just really solidified our relationship because mm-hmm. then we're like, you know, here we are, and we've got to we're going to make this 
happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we were really lucky because we already had someone um, playing backup for shows that she couldn't make up until that point. A really good friend of mine and an amazing bassist, um, Susan. And Susan really changed the dynamic of our stage performance. And I really? can't thank her enough for that because that's she, so interesting. Yeah, her energy is amazing. You should really come to a show to see her because she's she's a fantastic bass player and has an amazing stage presence. So um, that kind of just really, you know, just working with different people because I, I had at least as a bassist for so long. So I was used to her style ah. and her, you know, everything about her. And, um, you know, so with Susan, it's just trying to, you know, you're dealing with a new person and you're you're playing with a new person. So there's growth in that too. Yeah, for sure. So does that make you feel more confident? Or, I mean, not that you're not confident because I've seen you on stage. I mean, I don't know what people feel when they're, you know, letting everything out on stage. Like everybody feels differently on the inside. So, right. I mean, obviously you project 100%, you know, build it all confidence. But how does it, <laughs> how does it make you feel? Like, how does it feel? differently having somebody some people would feel like is it you know it could be threatening i might be threatened no it's really it's really inspiring because i i think it's it's just you have to match the energy that's there and that's so matt and i both felt like that with susan it's like you have to match the energy that's there the highest you know the highest one that's there and it's just we, we just have really good chemistry the three of us together we were friends i mean we matt knew her as well so it wasn't someone random um and people just really respond to kind of the energy of the show now in a way that's just different. So it sounds like you guys feel a little tighter? Well, the tour stuff, I mean, you know, it's we already played a lot, but like, yeah, once when you're on the road together and you're playing every night for, No, you know, I mean tighter musically. Oh, yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Because of that, because of playing every night together on a tour, you just come back. Yeah, so what's that like? That, what, so you have you guys toured together before? Well, now that was not... I mean, we've been away together, like, but those were the longest stretches we've done. That's intense. Yeah. Are you guys going to be on a bus? No. A car? It's like a SUV. A private plane? <laughs> we, is we, it a private plane? We got a, we got a minivan. A we got a minivan on one of them, which is, minivan is the way to go. Yeah. Sure. So do you guys stay in hotels? No, I, I mean, mean it's, you really kind of base it on, like, sometimes people offer you a place to stay. Um, other so times you get a cheap Airbnb. It so, kind of depends. Oh, uh, uh. Um, you get your own room. Does it? Do you oh, have God, to no. share? Do you, do you, does Matt have to sleep in the same room with you guys? So Matt, does. have you seen Matt yeah. in his underwear? I don't think so. No, Matt sometimes takes his shirt off in the practice space because it's really hot. But you know, Matt's like our brother. So yeah. No, I know. Cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she, Susan and I have to share a bed half the time because they're you know it's it's that's way it's cool that's the way it rolls but they're both that's what i mean like so it's like everyone is really chill so it's like you've got that aspect of it too like you've got to be able to stay in a car together and then be in those weird lodging situations do you guys together share the driving matt and i do uh-huh yeah we susan susan's been in the back so do you guys get on each other's nerves i'd gotta know <laughs> i mean I, there's you're spending got to. It's like you're spending time with people so you um you know it just depends on what kind of mood you're in too like if but there's just honestly there's like space in the space in the car to go in your own world like people just put on their headphones and zone out if you just don't want to like yeah, deal that's with what I see I, I people get on my nerves that's what I would personally be worrying about right but that's why you have to be with people that like do you, you know? guys talk about like do you guys do you guys keep it mostly business or do you talk about like do you really really get to know each other or do you keep like walls up where you don't talk about your personal lives so much no we do i mean we're all friends because we so, were friends so, before so there's no boundaries here. <laughs> i mean there's some probably but <laughs> there's you know it it's about the like friendship fun. too you it know it sounds like it sounds like fun um 
We're going to take it to a station ID, and then uh, I want them when um, we're going to play another song for you, another treat. And um, so anyway, I just want to remind you that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn and to say thanks for tuning in to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Um, I also want to remind you that if you have anything you would like to share with me or say to me or let me know or contact me, I'm at at Dr. Dr. Lisa Levy SP. That stands for self-proclaimed psychotherapist. That is um, on Twitter and Instagram and uh, I'm on Facebook. So like reach out if you have anything you want to tell me or or question or maybe you know god knows what you what you what you have on your on your brain um i think it's time to play a second song so the next song we're going to play is called cigarette saved and we're playing the dirty version do you know what what <laughs> what curse word is in here is it fuck it is fuck yeah word it's fuck fuck. in the past tense yeah but, but you have it recorded both ways but we're going to play the dirt the one with the word fuck so tell us a little bit about this song like you know what 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 you're thinking about what you were thinking about what is there any kind of what's the story what the fuck is this song about what's the deal with this i'll say one thing um my previous bassist when you know when we were working on this song i mean she kind of she described it as the saddest song that i've ever written which is I and I said to her, I'm like, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Even though it's funny because the the choruses are so like almost you know poppy in ways, and they're very you know they're very happy sounding, um, but the the verses aren't you know it's like super moody and whatever. But but yeah, I mean it, it's uh that's kind of how she that's, described it. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. Now, do you smoke cigarettes? Uh, yes. Um, no, I don't. So no. a cigarette saved. I'm really literal, but. Uh, is it literally about is it literally about a cigarette is there a concept of a cigarette somebody else's cigarette or the concept is like someone was given a gift um of cigarettes and there was like one saved from the pack because that was that was the most beautiful gift that that person had received you know whoa okay i like it it sounds a little dark and just like i have i do like i've i've not you have occasionally no, no 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 yeah i mean i'm not gonna like that's people know me so like but i don't i'm not yeah, no, no, not a real smoker. No, no, I don't anymore. But like, uh, I, you know, I had at various points. So during the point in this, yeah, but this story, um, yeah, that was, you know. So gift. you relate to the cigarette in your own way, too. Okay, here we go. The cigarette saved.
I think that's fabulous. I love that song. Thank I you. really love that song. I wanted to get up and dance. <laughs> I did, but I, I, it's too stupid. And the stu- like, it, I would feel silly. I, I was too inhibited. I would not have judged you. I know. I know. It's all on me. <laughs> uh, anyway, I really, really enjoyed that. So, you know what? I think it's time to play uh, High Point, Low Point. So she's Is looking at me like, uh-oh. <laughs> I, don't uh-oh. I, I don't know if I agreed to that Lee, game. Lee, Lee didn't agree to this. <laughs> she's giving me this. <laughs> what? Um, so anyway, so a lot has happened. You have been extremely active since um, the last six months. So I want to have a low point. What was the low point? What was the high point? I think it's fair. What do you say? I don't know that I can answer it. All right, I well, think, think about it, think about it. So let's do the low point first. What was the low point, and then we'll end on the high Of point. the last six months? Yeah, think about and it for like a second. Always, See, you know, there's like low what, points, what, what, what was What was the hardest part I'm that you went cyclic. through? Was it was it um, creating the music? Was it organizing the tour? Was it uh, working with the f- people? Was it like, was it a family thing maybe? Was it something happened in your apartment? See, we're free Yeah, I know, I get it. <laughs> we're free. I'm helping. I totally I'm get filling it. the no, dead were, air while you're free associated. <laughs> right, right. Maybe we'll play another song. Uh, <laughs> I have to say something or this is going to go on forever. Um, no, I think like, you know, it's it's like you you have all these like, great things happening in your in your life or in music and stuff. And, um, you know, and then you, you, you try to like maybe you think you meet someone that you, you can like date, right? But like it doesn't work out. So, I mean, there's like that stuff or even like you know, things ending like, like that. Like I'm not... I don't, I'm really, those things affect me kind of more than, you know, other stuff, I guess. So but even the, like the relationship with Lisa, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that ended too. So that's, everything changes. Like I used to spend all this time with her and now there's a new person, you know, was so that, like that was stuff. that, was that a tough trend? Did emotionally, I mean, even though like you're obviously really happy with the results from where you are right now with your new bass player, but I mean, was that a tough transition emotionally? Did that? 
it's just different you know it's like and then you're just you just again it's just like more words more work for you to like i don't do hear any fear from you wasn't it a little scary was it i don't hear any fear from you about your and you never seem anxious about making your music i mean i think just because the only thing i know and the only thing i've known is that that is the one thing that has to go on so there's going to be you're going to find a way around it it's it's you're going wow, to keep it going it's really awesome yeah. um wow that's really that is a really uh that is powerful to hear that uh that's all that sounds really good and so what do you i mean there must the high point seems like it would be really it would be hard to choose so what what would what is the thing that you found was like the biggest thrill or reward you know you know we had some really good shows i mean that that you know really stand out from some of those tours i think it's like maybe just the connection i've felt over the last six months at certain places with with audience people coming up afterwards and saying things that really really um make me realize they they like it and they connect with it so so you would say that um your emotion the let's say the quality or the intensity of your emotional i'm summing this summing this up (laughs) emotional connection with your audience hasn't has has grown is that what's yeah i guess is like that i've, what I've you're seen saying? it like i've i've heard it now like i've heard it because people, say, people say it what do they <laughs> so, say tell us tell us um i mean from there was a show in norfolk and there was someone who was talking to me afterwards and it was just you know he wasn't really he was in the other room when we were playing we first started and then he's just like i had to come in because i heard all this emotion and um you know i just had to come in and, and hear it and he just really loved that being able to connect with that um you know there's people who just like listened to it before and are like i just really like felt this emotional connection to like the topics or whatever and then they come to the show so it's like it's really cool to, to see that and hear I mean, that knowing that they've been listening to your music and then they want to see you live right because yeah. that's that's something that's, that's pretty cool don't hear all because new york you know new york is still we're still trying to we're still trying to make it work here you know new york is still right. a tough like market for us so i mean we we have a decent turnout but it's it's still it's new york is, is i mean hard. in a smaller town it's it's it, well like for any of us it's easier to get noticed or they appreciate the it more appreciate it more right because there aren't right. as many options you know right and it's like wow th- right. like, we've gotten thank you know it's like thank you for coming through our town and that's like wow really important that is you know? so cool and it makes so much sense you know we do lose our perspective here because yeah. this is an oversaturated cultural arena let's not forget that so you also said that I was. Uh, it would be okay. I can ask you about your personal life. You are. You, you did. You didn't say anything. It was okay about the uh, high point, low point. But <laughs> say I could ask you about. It. So you you did because you were single the last time. This woman is so fabulous, folks. It's hard to believe that she's single, but maybe a little intimidating. I don't know. I don't know. What successful woman? A successful, gorgeous woman, maybe. But last time you were single, and here you are, you're single again. Uh, and we decided you were bisexual last time? No, I mean, I, I think I'm just, I just believe in a spectrum. Like, I've always believe, dated men. But, but you've I, always dated men. I'm okay, not, a, so. I mean, I just, I just believe in a spectrum of sexuality. Okay, like, I, and I'm more to, like, one end of it, but then, like, I'm not, I, I've, yeah, I mean, it just hasn't been my... Well, I've thought of but, I thought uh, I mean in my mind I thought of you as dating men but then I thought maybe you had said that you were bisexual you never know these days everybody's fucking bisexual and I just see trans. the whole thing as a, a spe- yeah it, I mean, is a spectrum. it is a spectrum it is a spectrum but mostly men so um so you're single and um 
But so did you date anybody? Tell us like what happened in the last six months. You must have. You dated somebody, right? Did you just date one person or what happened? No, I mean, I think I just, I, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, dating's like, yeah, dating's kind of a specific like, hey. thing. <laughs> um, well, but yeah, I mean, I, I got to know someone, you know, like so, very well. And, and there were, yeah, there was definitely like a, a chemistry there. Um, but you know, people are different the way they handle things. And I think like for me, yeah, I'm really busy and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. music is everything to me, but so are personal connections. And I, I don't, we just weren't, you know, at the same space for that. And then Did, some people aren't like just, it's just, it's not a, just where people are at, you know? So do you think like it was timing in a sense that like he, he had, you were busier than he was or he just wanted more of a relationship or no no i mean i don't i don't know i mean i just i think i i am able to like prioritize a lot of things at once and like i'm going to prioritize someone i'm dating mm-hmm. that's just like what i do and mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people aren't mm-hmm. capable of doing that it doesn't so mean ha- they're, they're was bad he people, not you know? doing that or i don't even know that it was allowed to get to that point so i think like you know like i think you get to know you get to know someone and then um and then all of a sudden you don't and you're like it's just kind of a weird it's a weird thing just 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 to clarify um it sounded like you have you had a thing with a man uh a musician i'm guessing music person i don't know maybe (laughs) you do know all right well we won't go that far so a music person because she's saying she won't won't so it's probably but it doesn't matter anyway Look how smug I am. Um, <laughs> but the point is, is how how come how come it didn't work out? So, I mean, just to clarify, was that a decision or did you make a decision or was there a reason or was there a reason that you don't want to say or just I just to think clarify. it's too complicated. Yeah, and I just think it's like sometimes it just comes down to like even when you can't get answers or you don't understand something, you you can't control other people you know and that's well i'm gonna... saying i don't understand you <laughs> I, but I mean, is that coming from that. that you didn't understand him what was going on with him i don't even know if i understand what's going on with myself really you know it's it, there's just so many variables that kind of come into it but um i think at the end of the day like the biggest thing is you can't control other people and i've always struggled with that that idea and i think you know maybe maybe like i needed to learn it again that you know it's not always about you and it's not always about you being able to reach another person um they have to also want they something as well that. they have to be open to being reached yeah so for sure does controlling people does that come up as an issue for you because as a band leader that seems like um that would be a real that would be a real you know you must you must have some talent you're obviously making people uh helping them to develop themselves but um, you know, there is a certain, come on, you're leading a band. There's a controlling of other people. It's, you know, it, it's more about expectations, I think. And I think just finding people who, who care about your values and care about the music and care about being the best they can be. So it's really about expectations as opposed to like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't want to control anyone. I just want people to like, yeah, like do their so best. That sounds like a really healthy version. Um, it's expect, I like that. I, I mean, like I've I'm never. Gonna, I'm gonna live by that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that on because having expectations of people is just that people want to do what you what you guys you guys are all heading. That person wants to head in the same direction 
that you're going of their own volition, whereas controlling people is putting demands on people and getting them to do things they may be ambivalent about. Yeah, I just want, you know, everyone should want to be there and that's how it is for us. So, I mean, I think, and and people say, oh, you shouldn't have expectations, right? Like, I I get where that comes from and I, I, I get the concept, but also... Well, why aren't we holding people to a higher standard? Why why are we not holding people to a higher standard? I well, just for everything, not for music, but for socially, for yeah. being a moral, decent human being. Like yeah, I, right. I don't yeah. care, and I don't care if that's alienating. Like then alienate yourself from me, right? Because I do have like certain things I really believe in, and believe there's a certain way to treat people. You know, and you want to live your life that way. And if you have that expectation for yourself, and you obviously do have high expectations for yourself, then you you. You can have people like that around you if you have that expectation, right, for yourself. And I fuck up all the time. You know, it's like it's just a journey for for everyone. But like, I I just, you know, it's about where's your heart and can you can you connect with another person? Can you get off the phone for five? So I've implemented a new Facebook rule. Like I had to get off of it, but I need it for bands for purposes. So three time points a day, which is still a lot, but it was driving me crazy. It's kind of how you started the show. Like it was like upsetting and not you know for for social reasons for personal reasons it was just upsetting and i'm like i can't keep like every time i'm out it was it was addicting i was addicted so uh, now really it's just because you just want to see you're just checking on something that someone write back to you and it's just it was really toxic so now i need it for for the band stuff you cannot right. really operate without it so i have three set time points and uh oh, and it's made me so much happier i mean oh it's my god look at that burden. discipline but you needed like the feedback from facebook from people look at this this is amazing no not the feedback just that like there were certain people like i communicated with on there so like that i was always on there for that or like you just you just get caught up in it and you'd be like well what what just i mean i would use it for news you know it just was like it was too much it's a it's it's like a it's like a it's like a hole that opens and sucks you in and then you're an hour could be gone people make the the stupidest comments and it's just it's not it's not productive so everything you use it for now i want it to be productive because it is a really great tool for i mean i've booked so many of our shows because of certain groups you know musical groups i'm a part of so i'm trying to just be in in that piece there's certain people who only communicate with me through that method so yeah that's fine but um the people who know me need to get in touch with me will text me right because it's a tool facebook is a tool i agree and uh i'm always about with all that stuff like it's always better to create the content than uh consume the content create don't consume right yeah Uh, we need someone to consume but yeah well you know i mean (laughs) you know i mean whatever create don't consume i'm writing this down right now because i'm gonna like write that i'm gonna hang up a post-it when i get home i think i need to do that new t-shirt because you make those inspirational yes yeah maybe a t-shirt who knows um so how are you um so what what else has been going on like how how have the people like how's your family reacting to like your friends and your family about your new ep is is there like there must this must is this like having a wedding or some big this must be a pretty big event for you no i mean no one really treats it like a a wedding but i mean (laughs) no one's really heard it yet you know it's it's still it's Mm -hmm. still uh so are you nervous about that i mean or anxious or like anticipating how people are gonna do you feel like you know how people are gonna receive it or is that something you've been thinking about i think it's like with anything some people are going to like it some people will hate it you know but it's about who who connects with it people who've heard it already who i I mean have heard other stuff who've liked other stuff um i've gotten great feedback about it i mean i think they're really strong songs 
Um, and, you know, we, we really like the way they came out sonically. So mm-hmm. uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of depends if it's your if it's your type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, so where um, we were talking a little bit earlier, like how this is a how this is like the next step from the last EP. So how can you can you put that in context? Like, is it because of like the band is tighter or the person that you know the production of it or the way that you i mean on your live shows you're obviously connecting with people more we're hearing that loud and right. clear but um have you connected with yourself more deeply or what's different about what this album is progress it has to be because it's the next in line it's the thing you made after the last thing so i just want to hear a little about the progress yeah no i mean i think it's different in a lot of ways and i mean we yeah for sure it's it's produced better it was recorded like the the recording on it the the mixes are are great i mean and even just you know leading up to the actual recording I had a better idea of things I wanted to change before we got to the studio. So like a certain like whatever, just, you know, Matt, can you hit that there? Or, you know, Lisa, can you add this? And then could I sing something different? You know what I mean? So I knew I'm doing, we're doing all that up to the time that we're recording. And that just, it was way improved over the last time. So we were well, very prepared cool. going in there. Well, I'm, I'm very excited about this. I think, you know, uh, I'm impressed with your, uh, progress in the last six months and i have the feeling that you'll probably come back in six months from now we'll have the next ep party to talk about i hope so do you think so so are you thinking about that already i'm writing i mean yeah i'm I'm writing stuff right you are writing stuff this woman is about okay so i just want to remind you we're going to play this last song called Mm. linen do you want to describe that a little bit or tell us what what that's about where that came from linen i mean it's the last song on the album and it's the longest song and it has it's just very it's very epic and it's just the way it's presented and the parts and stuff um i mean it's it's really it reminds me a lot of premonition which is off of losing forever in the sense that it's more of it's it's told as a story the lyrics flow as a story as opposed to random thoughts so um i kind of i like that about it because it it has that kind of vibe to it which premonition had as well hmm. they're just they're unique in that sense but um cool and i want to remind you guys to come to the ep release party for castle black thursday june 28th at 8 p.m the well 272 meserol street and that's the l train to montrose and it's posted on my facebook page and i will post it again and don't come for us either i mean come for the other bands because they're actually really really amazing we're playing with i am the polish army um quick hundo and bloody your hands and they're all friends of ours and they're amazing amazing bands yeah uh yeah and stay tuned after this because right after this show we're gonna have alan donzinger my my pal and he does this really fun show which is talk and music called lost and rewound and it's it's really, really great. So we are going to uh, say have a great afternoon with Here's Linen by Castle Black. <laughs> <laughs> 